But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's the Lima Time Time, episode 44. I don't have much of a voice because I've been throwing up all day, which is fine. Purging. Purging. That's right. In addition, to that, I, for the first time in my life, I have to pay the government taxes. Oh, so, so, you're, not, so you're finally an American? I, I guess. I, I did some tutoring that the education center didn't take a dime of taxes out. And they were like, whatever, dude, you handle it. So That's not ideal. No. Nope. So me and the government going to get real acquainted. I own now like... A, a tenth of a one hundredth of a percent of a of a bomb that's streaming towards somewhere right now. I'm just gonna stay away from that one. That's not, <laughs> just gonna go. I'm gonna move past that very uh, very smoothly and just pretend like that didn't. You didn't say that. That was good. That was a good transition. So you want to say something sweet about bravado spice? Yeah. Have y'all heard of sauces? Probably not, because you're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> I'm just gonna yell at everybody. I don't even like our listeners now. Hey, hold up. Oh, we wait, need no, some we money just, from Did him. we just ask for money? I, I love yeah. our listeners. Awesome. Um, I don't... I, I even like our... I, I do like our sponsor as well. They make these sauces, and I've been... I'm down to my last, like, dollop. I just use dollop on podcast. Mm-hmm. I think I want to bet some... Somebody bet me that I would never say dollop on a podcast. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I just won some money, but let's move on from that. Um, I'm down to my very last dollop of uh, Crimson, so I am going to actually ask. I know we say this every week, but I forget. Yeah. And it's also weird saying, hey, send me a bunch of free stuff in a box. Yeah, I feel weird about but doing that. But we, are, we do shill for them on a weekly basis to our millions yeah. of listeners, so I, I feel like that it is it is somewhat warranted. But the sauce is delicious. I used it in my, my Easter meal. I just poured it all over ham. Nice. And it worked. It was it, crimson ham. It was, uh, it, and granted, it was very late at night, and I had had some wine, so it was a, <laughs> it was a, uh, you know, a game time decision. But it, so, it yeah. somehow worked out on ham. So if if a hot sauce works on ham, <clears throat> what else does it work on? Everything. So I I ran out of crimson a, wh- a while ago, but I I was making an omelet Saturday morning before my wife and daughter woke up and forgot that the size of the opening of the bottle. Is is bigger than say like a, a Cholula or one of those other inferior sauces, and I ended up dumping probably a third, a third to a quarter, a quarter to a third of the ghost pepper and blueberry you, sauce into my omelet. You've done this like three omelet. different times. This is not you've told this story on the podcast three different times of you doing this exact same thing. You know that, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't pay attention. So, but I'm sure, but still, even though it might have been had had a little bit more kick than you would you would normally like, I'm still pretty sure it was good it was still good yeah so the sauces are good and like we say this every week we're mad that they're good like we don't like that they're good because that means that they can just treat us like crap and we're still somehow indebted to them so it's just it i don't know just buy their stuff and maybe we'll eventually get money and we'll all reconcile but until then it's a love-hate thing and i love their sauce and i just i I hate them as a best of business (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and speaking of money, then uh, we we put a link up to a GoFundMe to fund season two of Lima Time Time, and we we asked for one hundred and fifty dollars, and that covers the the cut that GoFundMe will take, uh, as well as as the year on SoundCloud. So unlimited uh, uploads to SoundCloud for essentially one hundred and thirty five dollars a year. That's all we're asking for. Like we're not asking you. It's not like. You know, you buy us something from our Amazon wish list and we send you underwear or something like that. We, we, just, we could totally do that. Um, and then let me just throw in, and, and this is just off the cuff. I just came up with this. Anybody who donates, um, if you send James or myself proof that you donated, when we do, in fact, do a live show this year, which I, we 100% are, um, we yes. just don't know. I don't know specific dates, but um, 
I have talked with venues and I have stuff set up. Um, you will not have to pay for anything if we do tickets or drinks or something. You'll be taken care of if, if you donate to the cause. Um, you will have a VIP uh, access to or something. Come on the show. We'll 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 do something special for our donors. Do something cool. Yeah. So, uh, and that's a promise from somebody who yeah. you cannot trust. But in this instance, please please <laughs> trust me. And, in uh, in just under a couple, where we I checked it maybe twenty thirty minutes ago, and we we're already a hundred bucks in to a hundred and fifty dollar goal. So you guys, you guys are really awesome. I yeah, like to thanks. pretend like I hate you guys, but I don't hate any of you. Unless you harass me on purpose, and then I, I some, I don't like you. Some of you know how to mess with me very well, and, I, and although I respect the craft, I don't like it. So uh, well, let's talk some baseball because we happen to have a good baseball team. Do you know that? I have a good. We, we I I was aware, um, and we tried to record last week, and the audio bug that got me a couple weeks ago got Pat this time. So so hopefully this works out. We're again actively exploring new methods of making sure that everything is cool is with the audio so we're going to be trying that not tonight because we talked about it like 30 seconds before we started recording because i really want to just go to bed you know uh, you know that show i'm kind of glad it didn't work out because i didn't like that show at all i thought it was even though we talked some good baseball stuff i had no jokes i had no humor in me at all it was a very boring episode so well, and, although it was but we talked some we, we talked some good stuff but i rem- i don't I'm not mad that that lost episode is is lost. Yeah, and and it, we would have looked stupid because we're already we were given Mike Fires crap uh, about um, uh, you know letting the Mariners get up five zero and and honestly like there was no reason to think that the Astros had come back because they hadn't come back from a five zero from a five run deficit since like two thousand eight and they ended up winning that game and then they did the exact same thing on Saturday. Yeah, so, yeah now that's like their thing. Now it's like their mo. Yeah, the, the, they're they're willing to they're they've got something going on in Vegas where they're betting on themselves and the whole team right as they clinch the World Series, then uh, the ghost of Kennesaw Mountain Landis is going to come down and invalidate the entire season because that's the most Astros thing. Stop! 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 Ever. No, no, I think it's I think <coughs> I think they're just good and I think they are doing exactly what we've said that they are capable of doing and that's putting up slanted numbered innings. And they can do it at any time, and that's going to make this season so much more fun to watch. Because watching a team get dominated, no hit, um, even scoring two runs, you know, just Kansas City Royal style, just that small ball BS. Um, yeah. Even that was like, eh. But um, no, they they can pop off on you, and I. And we can't turn. The, we're not going to turn the TV off in the sixth, down four nothing now. Right, and that's kind of cool because I don't know. I don't remember a team ever giving me that kind of hope. Where I'm like, let's just see this play out and see what happens. Well, yeah, I no, watch I, because I, I'm a freak. But I mean, I mean me in terms of everybody. If that makes any sense metaphorically, probably not. It it does. It makes sense. It was where does Saturday rank? And that's the one that you were just talking about, where they were no hit into the seventh and and scored ten runs. First time in Major League Baseball history that a team has ever been no hit through five innings and then gone on to score ten runs. Uh, just let that sink in for a second. But where where does Saturday's game fall in like weirdest games you've ever watched? Um, it is it is very high up there in one of the weirdest games because it was it it was almost like the the first. Five innings didn't happen. It, I've yeah. never seen a, a a a late part of a game erase pure dominance, um, or, or or a team or lack thereof of offense, however you want to put it. But we were just being shut down. But no, it it was such a very strange game to watch. I, I in in a good way, you got to see every aspect of a a good baseball game, a blowout and a no hitter. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true, and and then the you know Correa gets hit on the hand in the ninth. How sure were you that his hand was broken? He'd be out till June. Oh, um, I was almost positive, and even knowing what we know, I'm still somewhat scared, given that he did not play in the night. But that's okay. Yeah, and I was already. I mean, I was listening to it on the MLB app because my daughter needed <clears throat> or was doing something with the computer, or my wife was, or whatever. I was listening to it on my phone. 
And like I'm going through scenarios like, all right, call up AJ Reed. Uh, Bregman moves to short Guriel over to third. You know, trying to figure well, out like, okay, Marwin how can too, which they're doing that tonight, right? I'm kind of glancing back. But are they playing Marwin at third and Bregman at short? I think that's what they're doing. I, I think that's right. Which is that's how, why we love this team so much. How do you feel about Hinch? Pinch hitting Guriel in the what was it the sixth or seventh inning? He pinch hit Marwin uh, for Guriel. How do you feel about that? I I don't want to I don't want to talk about this because he does he did uh, he pinch ran Reddick without an at bat um, as well this weekend and I thought that was odd where you would put him on to run I think he replaced Mariznik or something but he didn't at bat he didn't hit but he put him on to run and I'm like well, why don't you let him hit? <laughs> Right. So Hinch does shit all the time where I'm just like, what are you doing? He's almost, and uh, this is a weird comparison, but I'm going to do it because I'm a United fan. He's like Josie Mourinho, who sat Ibr- uh, Ibrahimovic against Chelsea, and we won 2-0. He, yeah. He, the top goal scorer on, on the team and one of in the league, randomly benches him for no reason, just on a... Against, uh, against, the, the, against be- the team that's leading Against the best the team in the league, and, and, the, and they win. So it's like sometimes you the mad scientist thing, you have to just sit back and be like, let, you know, let Hench be Hench, let Josie be Josie, and it's kind of the same thing where I I'm, I'm gonna stop questioning him, even if I don't like it, um, and sometimes it's not gonna work, but when it does, we have to be like, all right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna question it because all of the the roster issues that happened in the ninth inning were totally Hench's own doing. And and that's not get you know like you said pinch running, Reddick and pinch hitting Marwin for Guriel like I mean Guriel's a guy that you need to get his bat going, and I don't know what message that sends. Be like it's the seventh inning or whatever inning it was the sixth or seventh. It's the sixth or seventh inning, and I'm gonna put in this utility guy uh, instead of Guriel who we sort of need to anchor. No, he doesn't have to anchor the lineup, but he needs to he needs to be productive. Like I just don't know what. If any, and it, it could be that Guriel was like, hey, I tweaked a hammy or, you know, I don't feel so great or he just got done throwing up or something like that and there's a perfectly logical explanation. I just don't like the idea that you have this guy that you just paid like $47 million to less than a year ago and you're going to pinch it and I love Marwin, but... But you, but, Guriel, but okay, but all right, so I, I, I get what you're saying 100%, but you also have to look at the fact that uh, Marwin's had a late success early on this year in the in games he's hit a couple home runs so that could also yeah. be a case of riding the hot hand and let's see if Marwin can do something different that Guriel hasn't done up until that time in the game um which I have I I, I understand your point completely but why not yeah but the A's are totally cowards for canceling that game on Sunday right I thought it was a little early to be calling it and I know it's I, the field was tarped, I, but my I think well, of course they're cowards, but I, I, I like to say that the the Coliseum is just so bad it it doesn't drain. It almost yeah. it almost like instead of slanting to the sides to want, it like slants to the middle of center field and it just puddles <laughs> into a lake and there's eels in there somehow, and they just have weird Oakland eels swimming around and it's it, so it, it's just a terrible stadium that they they can't drain properly is is what i'm gonna go with and they're cowards i looked at it as one they're cowards but two you know that i i I think oakland's at home tonight against the rangers i think but um you know the astro it might have been pressure from the astros to be like hey if you're gonna call this game call it so we can get a a flight at a reasonable hour back to houston don't wait until five o'clock or six o'clock which and and that's good for them yeah, we don't get we don't get home until two or three o'clock in the morning because of the time change and and whatnot. So I don't know if the hours line up with what I just said, but whatever. Well, I think there's I but, definitely think there's something to that <coughs> because it was it was postponed an hour before first pitch was scheduled. Yeah, which for a day game to me is very odd. That's one p.m. their time, and I don't know. I mean. I don't know if any weather is guaranteed unless there was a cloud with a like an angry face on it that was just over <laughs> that was just over Oakland which actually that's plausible given the fact that it it's, could that be. it's Oakland. But unless there's a mean rain cloud from the cartoons that has the mean face that just hovered over the city, I don't see how you I, I, I guess with 
us having Anaheim or LA, where the fuck they are, uh, yeah. in town tonight, I, I think that had to play a role in it because I think under other circumstances, you just play that game at seven or six yeah. or what or you know the, isn't Sunday normally a six if it's not a daytime game? <coughs> yeah, it's something like that. So, so I think that we were like, cool, man. Oh, it's like uh, just like it was just sprinkling. They're like, uh oh, better call this. I think that they were definitely lobbying for that. Yeah, but the eels in center field is also well, yeah, as well, yeah. Well, you never Astros. want to deal with Oakland electric eels. Like that's just one <laughs> thing you don't want. Oakland people and their eels. Those are the two things you don't deal with there. What do you are, are you paying attention to to what's happening in uh, with the Rangers or is that are are you afraid of because their closer, if you want to call him that, Sam Dyson, was put on the 10-day DL today, and I'm assuming that he was put on the DL with suck. Like, that's the only oh, possible. Oh, he is absolutely not hurt, but he also could be because we've had we've seen pitchers be hurt and it affected how they play. Um, so I don't, I don't, want to, I don't want to speculate. Yeah, but I am I'm a little bit smarter than some of the people on uh, on the internet. I'm I know not to. Uh, to mock certain things very early in the season. Um, let me go on the record and say that it's hilarious. Yes. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, it's tragic for them. It's not a good way to start the year. It's almost, it's almost what's the opposite of miraculous? For us, it's miraculous, but it's like the, uh, it's damned or cursed. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, they're doing it in unbelievable, they're losing games in unbelievable ways, blowing crazy leads. Um, yeah. But they are they do have those leads. So I'm I'm being very careful with my shit talking towards Texas because having a six one lead late in the game, you fix you, you fix a bullpen spot and you win that game six one. So let's just chill a little bit and uh enjoy it. Everybody enjoy, I'm not saying not to enjoy this. Soak it in, laugh from afar, but like don't go online and like flaunt that shit, please. Yeah. Because no, uh, I, that, I was that's what that. comes back around. That's when you get got and screenshot. I I saved a couple of uh, there were some posts I saved for ammo later, um, just in case. But I'm not I'm not I'm not talking too much shit because it's a long season and you know we could lose for three weeks straight and you know you have, you know I don't know we could and there's still there's still 19 games to play between the Astros and the Rangers. So until they have a 25 game lead, I'm not going to get comfortable. <laughs> but yeah, but so let's but let's just say that yes, I know what's happening and it's hilarious. I I I got into I got a little bit loose uh, with retweeting Dyson vacuum cleaner jokes uh, the, from Rangers fans talking about oh, how much Dyson sucked. They're so and, they're so stupid that they're using the the most cliche joke ever. Yeah, and and then and I I did tweet that I I I think the actual tweet was I find this all very amusing. Yeah, which is harmless, you know. It's not. It's not. That's not anything. gloating. I, I. That's okay. But some, you know, twenty-one-year-old Rangers fan from Frisco, I'm sure, named Brooklyn or Bailey with an E I G H, a dude named Bailey E I G H. Uh, he said uh, he tweeted. He came. He came at me and was like, uh, "Yeah, you know, you try winning a division title and and then have something to show for it." And I responded with, yes, because the Rangers have so many more World Series rings than the Astros, which got me blocked by, by Tanner with, with a silent Q from Frisco. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I, think it's, I think it's hilarious. I am enjoying it very much, but I'm also... The, there is witchcraft there, and as we all know, witchcraft does not just take itself out easily. Like no. there, there's there's a reckoning coming, and they need and 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 they need to understand that they have absolutely no place to talk. They they've no. been they were a trash organization for forever, and I don't like new money. The yeah. Dallas is new money. The Rangers are new money. Cole Hamels is fucking new money. White privilege. They need to shut up and learn their place, and I don't know who they think they are, but just know that yeah, the witchcraft is coming to an end, and and I've had enough of it. But it's not gonna it's it's not gonna go without a fight. Like there there is going to be purple lightning at the ballpark in whatever they call their stadium now, 
their soon-to-be-obsolete stadium because they're going to try to, you know, screw over the city of Arlington for a couple billion dollars for a new stadium. What, the state, River Stick Stadium? Yeah. Janky Leg Stadium. I don't know. Dante's Field. <laughs> <laughs> you have to actually pay a boatman to take you across yeah, like a river to get yeah, to the stadium. Yeah, the river sticks. That was my joke, idiot. Oh, got it. Sorry. God. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not Will. I'm sitting in a blanket drinking like a decaf chai tea. Like, I, I'm basically the sleepy time bear, like, right now. Like, I'm, I'm sitting in a chair. Like, I don't set up in my normal spot because I just want to be able to, we get this done, hit save, and... And wait the 17 hours it takes to upload the audio, and, and then go from there. I'm gonna hope, I'm gonna, hopefully, it'll, it'll get to you tonight. I mean, you won't be awake, but that you'll have it tonight. Um, no, I'm staring at two Tylenol PM. Oh, that, you haven't taken are, them yet? I was hoping you'd be no, all loopy yet. and weird about it, and then you'd be taking them, and it'd be awesome. Yeah, no, it's been enough loopiness. I know that people have have they've you know commented like, hey, there's a lot of cans being opened uh, that night. I'm I'm gonna chill out on that. So, it'll be it'll whatever. be okay. Um, Altuve just hit a sacrifice fly, and we're up two nothing. So that's uh, that's Sweet. that's pretty cool to also still be having a good baseball team. Yeah. Uh, you want to get to some questions that people have sent? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of them. Um, they really came with it. They're coming through. Um, so, I'm trying to I'm trying to get it earliest to latest. Okay. That way, people that, that came in pretty quick with a question, uh, they get rewarded by hearing their question earlier on. Yeah, um, that's, such a, that's such a cool thing. What do you... What did Clay do on, on 13 Reasons Why? Don't tell me. I mean, obviously don't tell me, but that's really all I can think about. That show fucked me up, man. It's... I don't like, like I it. I want to go back. Like, I wasn't, like... I was a popular kid in high school, but I wasn't a dick but I still like I'm thinking like man was I I want to like call everybody from high school and be like you still good man like yeah let's go grab a beer like I I, I, I liked you I was nice so yeah it made me like rethink everything <coughs> I feel like sit, my daughters watched it I have to sit them down and be like this is what you gotta fucking not bully people yeah no no and I think that's where I was going like it, I, I wasn't terribly popular in high school um, that sucks but, but, beer <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, I mean what I mean wait what yeah uh, I just got transported back to like 10th grade. That was weird. Um, Sorry. Sam Rayburn, stand up. The uh, the thing that sort of resonates with me is, and you have two daughters. I have a daughter. Uh, just be like putting myself in the parents' shoes. Like, I don't know. Like, now, do you think, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive that 97% of our listenership is not watching the show on Netflix, but it's fantastic. Um, they're messing up. Before we uh, get to the questions, though, but do you think, like, my daughters are, they're teens, but they're young. They're 13 and 14, but I'm still completely okay with them watching that because it's unavoidable stuff that, yeah. that like, has to be addressed. It almost helps me to not have to just bring stuff up out of the blue. It's kind of a right, segue, right. but I've seen people say like, "Hey, that's it's kind of heavy stuff. It's inappropriate for kids to be watching." But um, man, it's it was yeah, it hit me in the feels, man. It's 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 some it's some serious shit. It's tough. So on to some actual questions. People are like, "What? Watch no, watch what? the watch the show. I implore everybody on here to watch Thirteen Reasons Why. It's uh, it's not it's, it's not like just teen angst. It's a little bit deeper than that." Yeah. All right. What do we got? Uh, we we got to Craig Harmon, who came in pretty quick. He's a, a friend of yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Which one are we going to answer of all thirteen thousand <coughs> that he sent in? He's a, but you know what? Craig uh, supports us. Um, he always wants to know why we don't have an episode up, and like we're, we like ruin his days when we don't. So yeah, shout out I to Craig. Bad. He's a he's a very loyal fan and listener. Good and dude. I, uh, I like Craig. So, all right, go we, ahead. We, we we sort of already answered his how awesome is it to see the Rangers sucking so horribly. We got that one. It, uh, it is stupid, awesome. It's, it is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. At Chris S. Krieger, should the Astros do a 2000 to 2006 era throwback jersey day? No. I. That's the one I want thrown out, even though that they went to the World Series in that uni. I like the blue and gold better than that one. I don't know if I'm in the minority there. And I, I was talking about this with somebody else. I have, I don't know if it's just time, but I have a soft spot for the ugly Houston Rockets cartoon logo that they went with for a while too now. And I hated it at first. 
and I'm wondering if I have that. It's like some sort of weird uniform Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> but uh, no, I hated the brick red. Um, it was such a like quintessential baseball uniform. Cursive, pinstripes, boring. I hated those uniforms. I I, See, all, I, have... I always hated them. I have the uh, Biggio World Series jersey, but it, it's black, and there is the red stitching, but it's sort of a khaki lettering on the cursive, uh, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't mind that. But I'm with you. I absolutely hate the white with the black pinstripe and the cursive. The I, it's sun, too much they, going they on. Had a, the, the Sunday white with the red lettering was very dope. I loved that one. It was, yeah, it was uh-huh. just white, no pinstripes, and it had the red letters, and they wore the red hats with it. I, I liked that uniform. Um, and I, I didn't mind the, the road so much. I, but I have a soft spot for road grays because I like seeing the city written on the chest. Um, yeah. no, I, they, they were a terrible uniform and, but it's given the fact fall. we want, yeah, Hey, Hey, where are these cool uniforms? I designed them myself on this program. I got uh, Microsoft. That's Paint. what it looks like. Like it's, that's like, if you were going to say like, Hey, we're uh, we're making a uh, Airbud Seven, and we need a baseball uniform. <laughs> like, what would you come up with? Like, that's what they'd wear an Airbud Seven, where he's yeah. now playing baseball for the Houston Astros. Like, they got Drayton's nephew, who's like eleven, uh, the the new version of Microsoft Word, and they're like, play around with the word art and see what you can come up with. We'll put these yeah, on the jersey. They're they were, uh, they're not garbage. They just they left something to be desired. There's too much going on. What it was. Well, yeah, yeah, and you got fucking crazy rabbits driving trains. You got Junton Jack on <laughs> meth running around. Like there was, it, it, we, it was an identity crisis for the Houston Astros, and, I, and I'm okay to admit that. But we got our pennant, and we changed our uniform. We everything's changed, and now we're back. Yeah, things the are good The dark days now. are over, or they are seemingly over. I don't even want to say that. Hopefully. Uh, at Canada Astro fan, do you have confidence when Ken Giles takes the mound that he won't give up a run? We talked about this. No, I don't. There's something weird about like someone needs to come up with a parody video like April does Giles and like a, an adult. It would be an, obviously a parody adult adult film, but Giles is is god awful. The last two seasons he has been god awful in April, and I don't know is he one of those guys that he needs. I don't even know that it, if he needs the temperature to warm up because home games, they're playing inside and it's 72 degrees no, or whatever. No, it's just him because he'll, James, he'll completely dominate a hitter. Like, it'll be a three-pitch strikeout and they'll be completely overmatched and then he'll throw seven straight balls and give him a base hit. I, I, I don't, yeah. it's so Jekyll and Hyde from batter to batter that that's what scares me is how just, like, the volatility of, of Giles just scares the shit out of me it's not it's that, not like yeah it's not like lidge where it's like oh the slider's off tonight they're not swinging at it he's gonna walk some guys and he's gonna he's gonna have to throw a strike here and they're gonna tee off you don't know what the shit's coming and that's what that's, that's true. what scares me about him do you think that's inexperience is that immaturity is that just having uh, n- not having the right I don't know what the the quote unquote right mentality is, but is but what is that fixable? I think so because we've seen him get settled in. I think I think every little shaky outing builds in his head, and and until he has overcomes it and has a flawless, perfect save, I feel like it's in the back of his head. So it's like a mental <coughs> thing because we've seen him go on streaks where he was unhittable, and we didn't have to worry about him. Um, yeah. I, he has the stuff, um, and he has the ability to be an elite closer, and I don't think anybody can debate that. But at this juncture, it's not like ideal watching him give up a couple runs, even if he still gets the save. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into that. Yeah, I think that's. I think we can we can move on from there. Mike Janella, uh, who is who is wonderful. He's a writer at Baseball Prospectus and asked a question because we're popular. What is the second dirtiest player name in Astros history? The first one, obviously, being, you know what it is? No, go ahead. First, the first, the the dirtiest player name in Astros history is Rusty Cunts. Okay, well then, um, I'm gonna have to go with Andy Pettit. Ooh, good one. Yeah, good old Andy Pettit. Um, that's that's pretty much all I got. 
I mean, I, unless I, you want to throw Dickie Thon. No, we don't. We don't speak. We don't speak ill of uh, the patron saint of Astros County. No, I love Dickie Thon. I, I told you, I know Vanessa Thon very well. She's beautiful and lovely and an angel. <coughs> and an angel. She's an angel. Yeah. The whole family. I'm trying to chill out with this coughing. I'm really sorry. I'm trying to mute. Yeah, have you heard a mute button? Can you, or do you have a dump button? Can we, like, upgrade our studios? Don't, please just give us a bunch of money, everybody. Yeah, everyone just zoom past that 150 and just give us $1,000 and each. I won't buy rims for my cut list that I'm giving to Ken Giles. <laughs> Because he, he already um, has one. All right. He totally already does uh, with his IROC Z. Uh, at Wes McMahon, favorite of the offseason acquisitions so far and why? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I, I, think, I think Reddick is my favorite because of the way he fits in. Um, I think yeah. um, just watching him interact with the dudes um, – even there's been some live mics and they're all like, you know, they're calling him red already and everything, you know, everybody like, like he's already like one of the boys. Um, Josh red Dick would be the third, third vote for dirtiest name in Astros history. Yep. Yeah. We can throw that out there if we want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I would agree with that. He, he's my favorite. Um, but I think that, that they all are equally important. McCann's contributed. Um, and, Beltron is going to continue to uh, cement his legacy as a Houston Astros player. He's going to do stuff throughout the year, and I guarantee he wins us some games with some some witchery, some like good like white white witchery. Do you feel like it's it's weird that we could we could basically put Beltron on a pedestal? When and and assuming he retires at the end of this year, which I don't. There's no reason to think that, but but one of the greatest players in franchise history could only play like 230 games for the Astros. He was so great that if say we do go on a magical run, he has a decent year and uh, contributes to a uh, a franchise first World Series win. Um, I I think you have to. That uh, what he did in the playoffs in in 2004 is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, ever. Um, and you remember players for that, like he. And I think we all have. I don't know if everybody who is educated has put the. Uh, they don't understand that it wasn't Carlos. He's he was not the enemy. That he was that right. he was painted out to be. Um. Yeah, he's would absolutely go down. I, he already is. He's already a hero to me. We just hated him so much because we thought he was a traitor. Yeah, no, that was totally Drayton's fault. <clears throat> God, it seems so, like a lot falls on him. It does. And it seems like now that he's been gone, a lot of cool stuffs happened after the like the dark era. Like I, I wonder what. Like, no, I agree. So we need to be talking about Drayton a lot more in terms of guys that really uh, hamstrung the franchise. Yeah, it's true. No, it's absolutely true. He fired Hunsicker, which brought in Purpura. Depleted uh, the farm system to pay for overpriced 50-year-olds. Carlos Lee and Woody Williams basically forced that through. Like, it's, he, I, I think I've written about it before. I'm sure I have on Astros County. Like, he wanted to win so badly that he completely mortgaged away the franchise. And it's a really, it's one of those, like, great... I don't know. I don't. I don't actually know the definition of irony, but I'm going to assume that it's ironic that he wanted to win so badly, but had a hand in the absolute worst period of Houston of maybe any major league baseball franchise. And I know you could get into like old teams that were terrible, like the Philadelphia Athletics or whatever. But but the the 2000 what 11 to 13 2010 to 2013 Astros. That's that's among the the worst. Franchises in baseball history. Well, he w- and that's Drayton's it fault. It is his fault, but he was in the uh, the 1997 Florida Marlins school of thought, and what the 2003 Marlins school of thought is that the second year they won it? Yeah, uh, it's one of those. I know it's not a one because that was the Diamondbacks and Yankees, but um, yeah, it was 03, so, 97 yeah, so, 03, I'm right. right. So 97. So that's he was in the Florida Marlins. I'm gonna buy a World <coughs> Series with hometown heroes. It was ve- if it worked. It would have been very Drayton, and w- and it would have been brilliant. 
because yeah. you had Andy Pettit coming home, Roger Clements. You had this super team. If that worked, you know, you have, you know, Bertman, homegrown guy, rice guy, <coughs> guy from the hill country. It In Drayton's head, that was the dream scenario. But, yep. um, and so he was okay with completely dismissing every other aspect of how you run a franchise. And I think we've come to realize that you run a franchise for years down the road. And, uh, yeah, there's some win-now moments that you do, but if you're not preparing for the future at all times, then you're dead. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, at Link Calhoun, good follow, good friend of the podcast, uh, excellent human being. Uh, had some questions about Cooperstown, and because here we're, what, three, a little over three months away from uh, Jeff Bagwell's induction to the Hall of Fame. Uh, he asked a couple questions about Cooperstown. Do they sell beer there? And by there, I'm assuming he means like at the at the induction ceremonies. No, but I can't imagine that if you brought a cooler and sat out, you know, in a field that you couldn't you couldn't just bring your own. Uh, have I seen anyone get thrown out or get into a fight? Yes, the year that Goose Gossage uh, and Dick Williams, who's a manager for the A's and Padres, the the year that they got inducted, uh, there was a group of of guys that that apparently went to lunch with Dick Williams and they were known as like Dick Williams's lunch bunch and like once a week they'd meet him at some place in Vegas I think and and they would he'd tell stories and they'd pick up his lunch or whatever but they all came to Cooperstown to see Dick Williams get inducted into the Hall of Fame and there is a a tavern that is sort of around the corner from the Hall of Fame called Cooley's and I was in there after induction uh the year that they came it was 2000 eight I believe and uh Gossage being you know the big Yankees guy you know all these bros with shaved heads and gold chains came up you know from the Bronx or whatever to see to see Gossage and some dude had too much to drink and was talking crap to the lunch bunch and these were dudes that I mean they had like the aviator shades like the transition lens aviator shades like they they, they didn't look real cool and I'm sure that you know Sal from the Bronx thought I can whip these dudes and he started talking crap about you know why don't why aren't you here for a real hall of famer like Gossage instead of you know old ass Dick Williams or something to that and I mean it was like lightning that this one dude that was part of the lunch bunch absolutely just laid out this dude from the Bronx <laughs> and I mean it was it was so quick and he was asleep so fast that that remains one of my favorite events during my my fairly short time at the Hall of Fame. So yeah, people get into a fight because you know, you're there to honor, you know, the guy that you, you know, appreciate and you can't have anyone talking crap about him. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, don't trust people with transition lenses. They're they may be they no. may be nerds, but they're all they also have like a percentage of school shooter in them. So like they they yeah. may like have been training for this. Be careful. That's true. Uh, Astros fan, I know. Uh, why are umpires bad at their jobs? They are human beings. Please be, be forgiving. I um, if, I like to yell at them when they make bad calls, but then I also will sit back and reflect and be like, "There is no fucking way I would have saw that and that and in real speed." So like, cut them a fucking break. Like yell at like I mean, like yell at them and curse at them, but like. But in reality, realize that you couldn't do that. They train so hard. They do their very best. Some of them are bad. But it's not the easiest thing to do. And I, and I don't want to come off as pro-umpire because I'm not because they make some bad calls. But there's a there's a I, bunch I, of calls where you're like, oh, my God. After you see in the replay. But if you saw that shit live, like, give me a break. You couldn't you wouldn't <laughs> be able to tell if it was safe or out. I guess I'm more thinking of it from like a strike zone point of view. Like how can how can your strike zone be so inconsistent? And I, I know that they are looking at the pitch from a different angle, but it's also an angle that you would think would be a little bit easier to to sort of pick up. Like how how can your and I not that I'm the most consistent dude ever in whatever I do, but I, I just if that's because you have to go through however many years of doing this in the minor leagues, and then. You know, you go through umpire school and whatnot, and you get up there, and and how there's how do you miss 
how do you miss calls? Like some of them, they don't care. Do. They don't care. Um, I there was I don't I don't know if it was on HBO Real Sports or I, I think that's what it was. There was a piece on them like toying <coughs> toying around with using just straight laser robots for strike zones and how it would affect the game. And having an umpire back there that would have a a piece in his ear and it just said if it was a striker ball and he'd call it so it wouldn't like change the dynamic of the game but he w- he yeah. wasn't making the call well they interviewed like these other umpires and they were like no that's never going to happen we do what we want um we don't care about them grading us our strike zones our strike zone and they're like well what about the reports of uh seeing what calls were right and were wrong he was like, he was like, I'd throw those in the trash without even looking at them. So a lot of umpires look at it like, fuck you, this is my strike zone. <coughs> I get that. There's a certain point where you've earned your your spot behind the plate, but I don't know. Be, well, no, there's some where they just consistent. don't. You're just like, what? I mean, it changes. I always, I always like the aspect of where you had to learn, okay, the uh, you're not getting the inside corner today. It's just this guy's not. You're not getting that pitch. So yeah. um, adjust, and both teams accordingly. It's not like back in the day where Greg Maddox got every call and you'd have the same pitch and you wouldn't get the call. That that's when it was so frustrating. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I go back. I mean, the human error and the human element. I, li- I like, like it. Even though I hate it and it can cost me, I, I don't know. I, but I'm not against straight robots just, like, getting I, getting it right. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, the, the fun part of going on an airplane is, is this going to be the day that pilot error, like, brings this plane down? It's, it's, not, it's, it's not the same. Sort of. No, it's not. But I don't know. I'm tired of, I, I think there's some umpires that use the human element to sort of justify, like, oh, I'm going to do what I want. I don't like that. No, 100%. I, I think I think that that's like the only identity that they have left. And and I totally get it. I totally get it. But like your only job is to make the right call. So like like cut the shit. Like make the call. Uh at Caleb Trailer over under 157.5 wins for the Astros this season. 157. Ooh, um I'm going to go slightly under, but I'm like right at like 155. So I mean I'm I'm right around that number. Yeah, I see a couple of bad days here and there. So I would have said 149, but but I mean 150 158 is doable. Oh yeah, I'm not ruling it out. I just didn't want to uh, come in and be like too cocky. So like I like yeah. to, like that number. That's a really good number. Um, uh-huh. Almost Vegas esque set, like very yeah. very right around where they're gonna be. So I, I mean that's. Um, if you're putting money on it, you know, be careful. But it's going to be right around there. So uh, maybe buy a, buy that half win, and uh, and go right at that number. You can, you might be yeah. safe at right at one fifty seven. Yeah, that's good. Uh, at Mark Brubaker, how much do, how much does Jeff Blum annoy you? Oh, this is, I I like Jeff Blum. But I also really don't like Jeff Blum. How much of that has to do with the U Five World Series? None of it, actually. Um, oh, okay. Th- that was super annoying. Let's be honest. But like, <coughs> come on. That was his moment in the sun. Let's give it to him. We weren't winning that World Series. No. Um, so if yeah, you could no, steal, I mean, oh, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. no, I'm just gonna say that that like, that's super annoying. But uh, like, he's not a bad dude. He's not an enemy of the state. Um, but yeah, I just don't, he's, he's like, just not my kind of dude. If you could steal any team's broadcasting duo, this is Mark again, who would you, who would you steal? I want Deshays back and, uh, Callis can stay. Okay. He's yeah, fucking, I, uh, he, his voice, um, his, his it da- is sex ha- on a plate. Harry is royalty, so his dad's yeah. royalty, um, so yeah, you bring her, Bill Brown out of retirement or Jim Deshays back, and I'm completely good with that. Yeah, I, I think Deshays will always live on as one of the more popular 
Uh, I can't believe they let him go to Chicago, but good for him. Yeah, I, you so. know, and I wish Blum's player stories were better. Like <coughs> it's it's almost like he's scared to let loose. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I agree one hundred percent. Like I, I think if he told the one hundred percent truth, and like brought the realness, um, I, I think Blum's a lot cooler and has a lot more to offer than what he's doing. I think he's playing it cool in the air, and trying to be very corporate, which obviously you're going to do that. Um, and he does try too hard on his jokes, but other yeah. than that, um, I don't have a re- I don't have a real <coughs> problem with him. But I would be lying if I said I, when I watch, I'm I don't get annoyed a couple times. I'm like, all right, blah. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Ad Adiastros Adiact. I know we've we've had debates about how to say his name. It's, his name, uh, his name, his name I, it's Rodrigo. His name's Rodrigo. He's a good dude. Yeah, it's Rodrigo. Uh, did you really quit, and I guess he's talking to me, did you really quit the Astros Fantasy League because you were scared of being bullied on air by Patrick after a horrific defeat? No. Oh, shit. Uh, I hate fantasy baseball. I rejoined a league that I was in with some of my college buddies that we started, you know, 20 years ago, and it's the 13th game of the season and I already hate it. I just want to pay them my $25 and, and get them to find somebody else to do it. Cause I, I absolutely hate fantasy baseball. Yeah. You need an intern. You need somebody who will, um, like maybe you draft the team, right? And then you have one guy that just sets the lineup and, and, you know, moves guys in and out for the rest of the year and you don't do anything and just watch and see what happens. I'm like the I'm GM. Okay with that. Yeah. You're the GM and you have a manager that like, <coughs> does all the work. That that's what was annoying to me. It's like, oh, oh, this guy's not playing tonight. I got to put in this catcher. I got to do this, and I got to schedule it out. It's like, <coughs> I, don't have to, I don't care enough. Like, I'm yeah. watching my team, um, and it's the same with even fantasy basketball. Is is that it's the same God. like setup? Sounds awful. It's just not 162 games. So it's no, it's only fantasy football, and uh, actually fantasy soccer is pretty good. But y'all can call me a nerd for that. Um, that's it. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if if you were running away from getting berated on air because I'd be scared too. That's, that's totally my mo. Uh, I I would absolutely. It's not the reason I did it, but I could one hundred percent see why someone would ask that. Yeah, that's my that's uh, my manager partner. I have uh, our team. I don't even know if we're good. I haven't. I looked at it one time. I was like, why didn't you put this guy in? And he was like, <laughs> like he was like, oh man, I didn't see that. And I was like, well. Like, pay attention. Step like, it up. Attention. Step it up, Rigo. Like, I'm doing nothing. I've done nothing. I'm just like, pay attention, man. <laughs> uh, Rodrigo asks a uh, second question. Who do you want called up in the event Correa needs to miss significant time? We've sort of talked about this, but but who would you want to see come up and, and fill in what, you know, for a 10-day stretch or, or worst case, it's six weeks? Well, he does, well, we're not calling anybody up to replace him. We have, All the replacements are here, so it would just be bullpen help. So I mean, it's kind of it's think kind so. of irrelevant. Well, who I mean, who do you call up? Nobody's calling up to replace Correa. Like you said, we, well, I mean, okay, so, so it's, Bregman, it's totally, Bregman moves to short, Gurriel goes to third, and then they platoon at first base. That's what else are they gonna do? Well, I mean, what what what, what would you say? I mean, you know, t- this is it. Totally fits in with what the Astros have done in the past, where. Korea gets x-rays and they're like it's negative uh, bone bruise you know day to day and then it'll be like August and we'll be like hey where, what do you think happened to Korea like they and they'll they'll give this uh, he's you know two or three days away from going on a rehab assignment but they'll do that for like three months so so I'm until he's back in the lineup and hits a, a home run then I'm going to be skeptical that he's actually okay and didn't didn't break a bone in his hand but I you move. You have to move Bregman to short, Gurriel back to third, and like Tyler White's killing the ball at Fresno. He's hitting like three eighty five last time I looked, which was not this morning because I was throwing up. So, do you bring up someone like Tyler White or AJ Reed to just sort of see what they can do, or or do you bring up a bullpen help? Um, I guess I mean there's. There's multiple schools of thought here, so I, I guess it just depends. I, I think that um, you can platoon at first base. You can do the Marwin. Uh, <coughs> have they tried Beltron at first yet? Has he played any first? No, I don't think he has. Wasn't that in like the scope of possibility? 
Yeah, I thought. I mean, it was sort of there'd be a rotating cast of characters between like Gaddis and. Okay, so yeah, yeah, Beltron. you do Gaddis, Gaddis, Marwin, and Beltron, um, and then you could do. You could do the call up bullpen, but I I also think that. You know, Tyler White or AJ Reed would be the the move as well, but not to be. Not to be the first baseman, but rather be part of that platoon and then kind of support each other that way. I yeah. don't, uh, I don't trust them to come up and just be the first baseman all of a sudden. Yeah, because there's just not enough spots to go around. I mean, at at, at that point, which is so, which is fantastic. It, so th- th- that's why that's I brought great. the bullpen thing up because it's like no, we've got it covered if we want to do it that way. Yeah. Not as many days off, but sometimes that's what you have but to do. But we have, we have sneaky inside information that we won't <coughs> release that we think that Korea is okay and he'll be back very, very, very soon. I hope so. I mean, I even sort of know the inside information, and I'm still like, let's see. Well, no, that, no exactly the same. I'm like, well, if he, if he played today, that all would have been alleviated. But unfortunately, he didn't. After a rain, all, a rain out, I'm like, uh, but that's the perfect time to get... Like, you get hit on the hand, even if you're not injured. Like, that shit hurts. Like, I, like today here, I'm going to admit this on the podcast. I punched myself in the lip. I, <laughs> I bloodied my own lip. My blanket was stuck on the end of the bed, and I was trying to stretch it to, uh, you know, to reach so I wasn't cold. And I straight punched myself <laughs> in the lip, and I bloodied it up. And so I went in the mirror, and I was all bleeding. I was, and I literally said out loud to myself, "I'm like, that's what you get." <laughs> so I bullied myself after punching myself in bed. And uh, so I think, uh, where was I going with this? I don't know why I even told that story. No, I think I, I think I know exactly where you're going with it. Like I, I kick the side of the dishwasher with my pinky toe, and I look like I got right. Sniped. So like you might just need like a day. So like you got hit on the hand with a major league baseball, like ow. 94 miles an and hour between like, the and that ball was and just that. Two, that was two days ago. So we're talking like mad that he's out an extra day. Like not like and it not as cool. A, like just just take your time, bro. Like well, I'll see you in a couple of days. Like it's all good. It includes like a three and a half hour flight that that can't do great things for your healing capability. I don't is know. George, Maybe I'm just is making George that Springer up. still a hero. Yeah. He's still hitting home runs. Who is he? But he can't steal a base to save his life. And I don't even care his, anymore. His batting average is very down. Yeah, because he doesn't get base hits. He just hits home runs. Yeah. He doesn't like to run. He likes to trot. God, he has great socks. I, I love that the era of great socks is back. Because Hunter Pence, let, he like set the tone back in the day. <coughs> and now... Like, we got guys that are like, all right, we're going to show socks. McCullers is a sock guy. Bregman's a sock yeah. guy. Springer's a sock guy. Altuve's a sock guy. I don't know why I got the socks, but it's awesome. No, it's cool. Good job, Astros. Like, we're all... We're- There's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole. Fresh today. Every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole! Fresh!